For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tough our chat with our good friend Kenny Blake Nielsen, Howard Bison, Coach. What's up with you guys in DC, man? Boss man, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Uh, everything is well on our end. Just uh, you know, about a week away exactly from our first game, so getting geared up for it, man. Excited to get going, and uh, I hope you and yours are staying safe and well down in Atlanta, man. Coach, we're doing great. And, Coach, that's what we talked, man. We talked about Georgia. We, we brought it home for us, Coach. We got it done down here, man. So, we did it, man. We, we definitely hey. bled blue like you guys with Howard. We bled blue. Hey, <laughs> hey man. Y'all, y'all got one more leg of the race to run. Let's get it done. Let's go, guys. Let's go, Georgia. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> Then that coach, you kind of alluded to it, coach. Is that hey man, you know, you got games come up here in a week. Next Thursday, actually, against Belmont. So let me ask you, coach, how is the preparation been going? Knowing you have three games in three days, and how are you guys trying to prepare for all those opponents? Knowing you got them back to back to back at the same time here. It, it, it's uh, it's a little unnerving right now, boss man. We, we're going up against a, a not a good Belmont team, but a great Belmont team. Uh, a team that's won the OVC maybe 11 out of the last 13 years or something incredible like that. Um, you know, they have a DNA and a culture that's been laid down with the foundation from uh, Coach Rick Bird, and uh, it's just continued since, man. So uh, I've been having some sleepless nights up looking at film, looking at them, trying to study their personnel a little bit. Uh, I, I have peeked in on our other two opponent, opponents, Northeastern and also George Mason, uh, just a little bit. But my focus right now is our first game because we can't uh, we can't play the second or third until we get through to the first one. So uh, you know that's been our focus as of now, uh, locking in on Belmont uh, and trying to see if we can defend them and uh, be able to score a couple of buckets on them. Now, Coach, I'm following this out here. Let's go back through game prep because I know, like, being around the NBA, I know how it is for the NBA. A lot of it's film work. A lot of it's a walkthrough. So, in, in college ball, how is game prep on your end in, in the college game? Because I know yeah, in, on, on, on our side, it's more so, hey, look at film and walkthrough. So, for you guys getting ramped up here a week out, how, how, what's, what's the prep like for, for the fans like who, who don't know how it really, really goes down? Boss, man, I think I think on our end, it's it's uh, it's we need the practice time. Uh, for us, we're not good enough to to go out and just do the walkthroughs and, and things like that. We uh, you know we had a period last year where we had maybe about 
seven to eight games in about a 14 to 16 day period. And it seemed like with every game, you know, we traveled, had a walkthrough, had a game, traveled, had a walkthrough, had a game. It, we never could have that opportunity to, to practice to get better. And uh, it just seemed like every game that we did that for during that stretch, um, you know, we got beat worse and worse and worse going in there. So I, I think for us, um, you know, the practice part is really important for us to be on the court, for us to kind of work through some of the things that we're going to have to, I think, see in our opponents as we move forward is, is tremendously uh, a learning experience for us in a, in a period where we can grow. Most definitely, Coach, and for the growth of your team. You know, I know you've been involved in it for a while here. So talk about the growth of your players, how they've improved over the past month or so, and, and how they can get their bodies ready for you guys. You know, you got to ramp them up even more now. And with a game, game's coming up here back-to-back-to-back to back to back here next week. So how has that been getting these guys ramped up for knowing they have three in three days and also getting better in practice? It's just on what they can get better at on, on your own. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great question, and that's something, honestly, that I'm trying to – figure out right now um you know it's such a unique time man we we're in a period where i think ball spenders about 26 teams or 20 to 26 teams right now they're on a pause for covid and uh belmont was one of those teams so i don't know if they were fully quarantined i don't know if they were partially quarantined if they had small group sessions with the guys that were out um quarantining um you know it, it's just a different unique time so with us starting the season, uh, we've been trying to scrimmage a little bit more, to be honest with you. We have such a young, excuse me, such a young team uh, that I've been trying to get them up and down on the floor under the whistle with our coaches refereeing. Uh, we put the jerseys on one day last week and uh, just so it wasn't the first time they put the jerseys on the night of the game. Um, so we've been trying to prepare them as well as we can, understanding that we know we're not going to be a finished product day one, uh, but hopefully there is growth with every day and every game that we uh, step out on the court. And coach, and, and for us, you know, scrimmages, are you are there more controlled or are you more selling the kind of display you have them actually run stuff you put in already? Because it's just, you know, they have their play is one thing, but are you having them kind of kind of have a, a sister coach here, a coach that gets you to so they can kind of know we run this set against this? or, or So how, how's those been going for you? Yeah, that, that's a very good question and point. We, we've been having our um, – they, they haven't been controlled. They've been under the whistle uh, like a game. We've tried to do stuff that's different and unique where we had to play a little bit longer. Uh, so instead of going like four-minute, you know, segments, we've gone 10-minute segments. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, I saw with uh, Floyd Mayweather. Uh, when, he would, when he would box or guys would come in his gym – he would text, his, text test those guys by going, you know, 20 rounds or 30 rounds, or they would do an extreme number of rounds to almost exhaust them mentally and also physically. And that's kind of how I've approached it a little bit. So we've had longer segments. Uh, we've had shortened shot clocks. Um, and we've tried to at least get one or two concepts that are in our offense within that structure that we give our players during that period.
Now, Coach, how has it been putting stuff in, you know, because I know a lot of coaches have told me, hey, uh, hey it's going to be really basic. I don't, I'm going to go with basic stuff, a lot of motion maybe, kind of let them play a little bit rather than having sets and putting in everything you want to put in. So how has that been trying to implement all your concepts, offensive and defense, but knowing what we talked about in previous segments about you want to add some NBA stuff in there as well. So how has that been trying to get guys to understand concepts of putting in stuff, knowing – Hey, it's a, it's a weird year. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of playing hard. So how has that been? It's been great, quite honestly. And our players have done a tremendous job with the boss, man. Um, we've, the way we've planned this year is that we're playing kind of positionless basketball. So our one can be where the five is. Our five can be where the one is. Any of these guys can be anywhere on the floor. So, you know, if we have 30 different things put in, every player has to know all five of those positions for those 30 different things that we may have in. Um, so those guys have done an unbelievable job and a tremendous job. Um, I, I love our team, man, but we're just young. And with that youth, um, you know, how do we go through adversity? How do we fight through adversity? And that's going to be the big question mark for us this year as such a young team. I think we'll, we'll understand that a hell of a lot more, boss man, uh, maybe in February middle January and February. But I think right now, man, that's going to be our challenge early. Uh, how do we weather a storm and how do we fight through adversity, um, which I'm really trying to guard against right now with our guys in practice. Um, we're talented. We're big as heck. We can shoot the ball. Uh, we're, we're sort of athletic where we can get up and down the court pretty good. Um, but like, like I said, we have guys that haven't done it on this level. And, uh, you know, if a, 10 may, if a team makes a 10-0 run on us, how do we respond? If we get a little tired and fatigued, how do we respond? Can we execute and can we stay in character and in roles when we have a little bit of adversity or things that, that test us a little bit? And, Coach, you know, also you probably can't figure out this until you actually start playing what your rotation is going to be. You know, you can't really say it in my head because I haven't had any scrimmages to go against anybody other than ourselves say, hey, I'm going to play this many guys, this many men. So it's going to kind of be trial and error as you're on the fly figuring out what is your real rotation, who, who can play what at what game. You may have different lineups each game but trying to figure out what just works together against another opponent because against these other, you kind of know what, what you got. So it's going to be really fun for you probably and your staff to figure out, okay, this is how this piece, piece works together and how this, go, this goes with this. So it's going to be kind of like building a project almost. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and quite honestly, right now, we may platoon teams where you have the first five and at a certain point in the, sh in the, in the game clock, we just platoon a whole five. Um, because I don't know those combinations yet. I don't know how we're going to react when the lights are on. Um, so it's going to be trial and error for, you know, I think from, you know, the time we start next week on the 26th until we get to conference play in January 2nd or 3rd, whenever the conference, you know, points us to, in the direction of our first game. Um, it, it's going to be, you know, I, I think we'll play hard. I think we'll play the right way. Um, but it's just finding those combinations of what, you know, set of guys work best together, as you well know, and, and developing that chemistry with those guys that do. Um, but we have some depth. I don't, I don't think that if we um, are playing guys that aren't starting, there's going to be a drop-off. I think we have that kind of team this year where all guys are kind of equal uh, between the, you know, the first guy and the 11th or 12th guy. 
um, I really feel confident and good that we can play all of them. What's good, Coach, is that you got three games to kind of evaluate what you have. Do you come back against <laughs> for that classic? So you got they kind of got some, a chance to kind of see what you have and adjust and tweak. So I feel like you have a good little way to kind of you got three in real fast, kind of figure out what you got. They kind of tweak it at a week in between the, the, Duke, the Duke tournament and say, okay, I, I know what we can do here to make this even better. Yeah, we, we do. But even then, I think I'm not going to fully know who this group is. Um, we're going to have some tough battles with these three teams. I know that Belmont is going to be a team that's going to be in the top 100. I think Northwest, Northeast, Northeastern is a really good program and uh, a team that's probably in the top 100, if not the top 150. And George Mason is a very senior-led team that has, you know, been tested over the last three years in the Atlantic 10. Uh, and they've seen everything from you know, teams that have been uh, the number one team in the nation last year with Dayton, teams that have gone to the Final Four and programs like VCU, uh, all the great Philly programs that are up there and the, the, the Big Five era. Um, you know, they, they, they're going to be battle-tested, man. So it's going um, to be tough for our, our young group. But I'm excited to kind of, I guess, take the test, uh, get the results back, and kind of see how we have to move forward to be better – and uh, we're ready in our next test. Now, Coach, you know, I play football, Coach. I know the biggest thing for a lot of young guys in football was learning the game plan discipline. Just kind of to what the scouting report is. So have you tried to teach your young men about the scouting report, staying true to a plan? So is that something you're trying to ramp up this week as well, get them kind of read the scouting reports, showing them the film, and get them to kind of repeat it back so you they can see if they're really comprehending what you're trying to teach them for about their opponents. I know was for, I played ball, for me, those guys, hardest thing was freshmen, kind of learning, the young guys were knowing what was what. And so we had to watch the film and know what the coach is telling you to do or what your assignment is. So how has it been for your, your young men? I know how it is for, for I played ball to get guys on, on that plane who were young, who were young who wasn't well, big on scout reports in high school, per se. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and one of the things that I've tried to do with our guys, ball fan, is to uh, – I guess, ha have talks with them about how smart they are, right? We have a team average of uh, a GPA average of a 3.0. And, you know, Howard's one of the top 80 rank 80th ranked schools in the country, which makes us one of the top 1% schools in the country. You know, so we're in there with Harvard, we're in there with Yale, we're in there with Princeton, uh, with Columbia, you know, MIT, Stanford. You can throw all of those schools in there. We're still in, in that category of being one of the top 1% schools in the country. And I want our young men to understand and know that. And the intellect that they use in the classroom is the same kind of intellect that they can use on the basketball court. But they got to take the work home with them. Uh, and they got to study it. And they got to live it a little bit. And if we're able to do that, I think that with our scouting report uh, and the detailed stuff that we need, to be able to defend some of these teams that we're going to play, um, I think that carries over and helps our team move forward to be better because we're in line with the things that I want our team just to do offensively and defensively. Most definitely, Coach. You know, I, you know, for me, I, I was kind of a geek like that. I love the, I love Scott Report. I love game plans. You know, even as a, being a radio host now, like I can, I can talk language with with, with coaches and players because I play both sports. You know, so for me, it's like it's fun for me. You know, to be able to look at different film, look at stuff like that. Still, this day, I know. So for young men, I really get in, get into that concept. Yeah, use 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 your intellect, like you said, Coach. Because if you go to Howard, you, you you're a smart guy. You know, I know for me and at that age, Coach. 
college. I, I, I'm gonna admit to you, I was not a great student until I got got to college because I just was going off being a jock, you know, and I learned, uh, wow, my options are limited because of my grades in high school. So I learned the hard way about not applying myself, being almost a smart guy. So you're at Howard, you're definitely a smart guy. So you got, you can definitely pick up these concepts and use them and use your guile on the court as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's so right. And like I said, our guys, you know, we're in a, we're in a, some of our guys, you know, and, and I don't know if this is just, the generation, but some kids don't like the fact that they, um, that their intelligence is known by other people. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not cool to be smart, but actually when you graduate, it's going to be really cool to be smart because you're competing with other people that are like-minded, you know, intelligent people for opportunities to, you know, provide for your family. So you want people to know that you're intelligent. You want people to know that you're smart. You want people to know that you're hardworking. You want people to know that you're, you're disciplined. Um, all of those things are great qualities. And why not, you know, show them off? It's, you know, un unfortunately, right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, you know, we have that issue. I know in our, our society where, you know, kids want to dumb themselves down a little bit and instead of smartening themselves up in a way that when people see them, they hear them, uh, they're surrounded by them or associated with them. They're like, hey, man, that kid's got it going on. He's a sharp, bright young man. Uh, you know, he's a guy we need to keep our eye on. Like, that's a guy that I want to hire in my country, my company. That's a guy that can be a leader one day. That's a guy that can be a CNO, CMO one day. You know, that's how the perception of, of, of the guys, the young men that we have or we're recruiting in our program, that's what I want, uh, that's what I want that image to be for them. Most definitely, Coach. You know, and, uh, and, and last one I got for you, Coach, is before you get out of here, man, is Thanksgiving's coming up here next week. So uh, I, after the game on, on the 26th, man, what is going to got plan for you, your wife, and your daughter, man? What's going to be the after that game on Thanksgiving uh, routine for you, man? Hey, I, 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 hate, I hate playing games on holidays or around holidays. Um, hopefully we play well regardless of the result. And uh, we're going to be in a bubble in the Paradise Jam. They have us in a bubble. Um, so once we enter the hotel, we will not be able to leave the hotel. Um, all meals, all our COVID testing, everything that is done will be done at that hotel. Um, so once we're there, man, we are locked down. They have an underground tunnel that goes from the hotel to the convention center that we'll be taking. So we won't see uh, the daylight for the, for four days that we're in the Paradise Jam. Um, so hopefully, like I said, we play well. Uh, we can celebrate a little bit uh, with our players. Uh, unfortunately, they can't be with their families. I'm very lucky that I can bring my wife and daughter along with us to uh, to be a part of uh, what's going on inside the bubble and, uh, you know, be the family to our players that aren't going to be uh, with them during that time. So I, I I hope the turkey's good, man. I hope the stuffing's good. I hope the collard greens and the mac and cheese and all of those things, if they can provide that for us, are delicious. And, uh, you know, boss, man, just to your listeners and your viewers, man, I, I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I know a lot of us can't be with our families during this time, but, uh, you know, the love and support that everyone has for one another and I think the respect to kind of stay socially distanced is important during this time, man. This uh, virus is spreading. Please let's uh, take the precautions that 
are necessary at this moment. Uh, and then once we're done with this period, we can all celebrate and give each other big hugs and a lot of pounds and a lot of love, man. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Also, man, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And I uh, look forward to catching you in another couple of weeks. Yes, indeed, Coach. I look forward to seeing the Washington football team beat the Dallas Cowboys while I'm eating my turkey, man. That's what I'm about. Come on, WFT. Beat the Dallas Cowboys, America's garbage team. <laughs> hey, I'm 100% on your, on, your, on your train with that, baby. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, I wish you guys. Hey, I remember the Raiders, but I wish you guys were that way. So, on Thanksgiving, beat the America's garbage team, man. Take them jokers out of their misery. <laughs> Just before I run, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you know this. There may be more Cowboy fans in D.C. than any other city in the country. What? Out of Dallas. Wow. Really? There are probably more Cowboy fans in D.C than any other city in America outside of Dallas, which I don't understand. But you got haters everywhere, I guess. Haters gonna hate, Coach. <laughs> haters gonna hate, man. <laughs> hey, folks, that was Coach Cleveland of the Boss Man Show. Thank you as always, Coach, for your time. It was fun as always, man. Thank you, my guy. Appreciate y'all. Catch you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. You, you too, brother. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.